0: If you had a chance to bet on someone, would you bet on yourself? Well, you should because there's so much more to you than you have ever imagined. This is the All That You Can Be podcast with Inka Jabril. Let's go on the journey learning how to live our lives by design. We are ready. Woo! You know, you know. there's sometimes people want to yab you, right? They want to um, insult you. But they're such good communicators. And, you know, when they insult you, it sounds so, <laughs> so good. So, I'm just about to start and I'm talking to my producer. And she's like, oh, I really like that you're so pumped up. <laughs> I think she was trying to say, you're too excited. Calm down. <laughs> Well, that cracks me up, people. More, how is everyone doing? It's so good to be connecting with you today. How's your day been? How are you loving yourself? How are you um, being the best version of yourself today? And I'm so excited to be doing these topics because I feel like you know, I feel like I've put out so much promise out there for this episode, but then. I think I've just been so excited about it for a really long time. And it's just going to be a lot about love. Love, love is one of my favorite topics in the whole wide world. And I know for many people, talking about love is such a good topic as well. You know, and the simple reason is this. I really, really believe. I always say that... um, we are all made for relationships. We're all made for love. We are all made to love and be loved. And you know what? Let we will we will talk we'll delve into that part that talks about relationships, yeah? But when I say love, don't let your mind just hurry away into sort of like relationships or, you know, Valentine's or you know, marriage or whatever. It's let's let's just think about, you know, love. Somebody said the richest people are those who have experienced love. The poorest people are those who have never experienced love or have no love to give or have not received love. So imagine comparing riches to being loved. It's and I totally just think that it is all that and more, you know. So we're going to talk about in relationships but you know i thought a really good and important place to start you know is to talk about loving yourself yeah it's about loving yourself you know connecting with someone else is a journey and you know in our world today that is becoming so difficult it's unreal you know sometimes i think about maybe um, in generations past, you know, how people sometimes say, oh, when they were getting married, it was, you know, they were hitched with somebody, depending on what culture you come from, or it was maybe marrying for, you know, political allegiances, or it was marrying because your social class was, you know, comparable, you know, or whatever reason. But we're now in that generation where nobody is telling you who to love or how to love and all of that. But a lot of people are so bereft of love. It is unbelievable. You know, so the place to start is to think about connecting with yourself first before you start thinking about connecting with anyone I strongly believe, you know, I sometimes I, I'm going to put out what I think are my own strong beliefs about stuff because, you know, I always tell people that I like to do these social surveys that sometimes are not leading to anything. I don't bring out any kind of statistics to back up the survey I've done. But I really, because I'm a social human being, I just like to sometimes just do a social survey. And I really do think strongly that a lot of what we experience in the world today in terms of, you know, things like depression, mental health, unhappiness, failed marriages, you know, since time immemorial, I know there have always been some of these things, you know, but the acute presence of it, you know, the, 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 the presence of it is really enhanced by the fact that a lot of people do not love themselves. So, For all these kind of crises, there is a self-crisis. And, you know, whether we like it or not, everyone has a blueprint or a mental picture of themselves. And you know what? Some of those pictures are really some of the reasons why people are not able to connect with somebody else because a lot of people are just not connected with themselves. It's really, it it sounds like an unreal statement, but it's so true. A lot of people don't even know they are. You know what? A lot of people feel that they don't even deserve to love somebody else because they do not feel good enough about themselves. They don't realize it. Sometimes some of these things are under the surface. And so you just think that um, the reason why this relationship maybe has failed is because of the other person but then if we will realistically sit down and sort of analyze some of the ways things go in terms of love relationships we would realize that a lot of it has to do with self-images and what people think about themselves a lot of people don't approve of themselves and they wonder why some other person will not approve of them so People carry this mentality of, oh, I'm looking for love. Oh, I'm looking for love. But you know what? They have not even learned to, first of all, look for love within themselves. And, you know, I think that is such a big error because the reason why they say they're looking for love sometimes is because they're expecting somebody to come and complete them. Or they're expecting somebody to make them happy. And the moment you put out the expectation, and don't get me wrong... If, if you're in a love relationship, fully expect to be happy because I always say to people that, look, love is for loving and I <laughs> I'm not contradic- contradicting myself here because some people use their love for hatred. Some people use their love for competition. Some people use their love to just fulfill like a traditional or cultural expectation, but... I say so simply to people that love is for loving, but you know the thing about it is that if you are going into any kind of love relationship because you think that the other person is going to make you happy, then you i think I think it's really erroneous because the truth is that sometimes you have to bring our always 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 you have to bring your own happiness into the relationship for it because the same way you're expecting somebody else to make you happy is the same way that they expect you to make them happy as well and the responsibility for making each other happy lies with each other so that's why i decided that you know we're going to start from that place of loving yourself and So you're the most important person. I tell you, by the time you have a full recognition of how you see yourself, your self-image and what that is for you, it will make a whole lot of difference in your relationships, literally. You know, just the other day, I was... So, sometimes we, we talk about... Some of us might have heard of this concept of sibling rivalry, right? And, you know, I I don't believe it must be because sometimes it's really ugly. So, again, we're going to mention about how your beliefs can affect a lot of things. And so, at some day, my, my boys were having a squabble amongst themselves and they were, you know, quarreling. And one of them said... ah why does my brother annoy me so much? He was just kind of like, mom, sometimes he annoys me so much. And why? Why can't? And you know, I said to him, I said something to him that made me sort of reflect a lot. I said to him, I said, look, when you are in a relationship with somebody, so this was his brother, right? I said "On your family, I say you give each other the permission sometimes to hurt yourself because if you don't love somebody they cannot hurt you you know in that sense so you know that that kind of created an awareness within me and the word that jumped out to me that I was saying which is you know it's great that you're saying something and you find profoundness in it it was the word permission I was like you know what? You permitted because he's your brother and you recognize that he's your family. That is a permission, you kind of grant. But you know what? When it comes to loving, a lot of people carry this idea that they absolutely have no choice. So I enter into a relationship and all of a sudden i kind of lose my identity i have no choice somebody's doing something to me they now have the permission to love me or hate me they have the permission to treat me right or not and then i just absorb everything that they're doing in, and and all of a sudden that is what defines me but you know that is if you have a healthy self-image of yourself, if you've learned to love yourself in the right way, you would understand that that is not necessarily the case. That for anybody to even have the power to hurt you, you would have had to give permission for that to happen. And it's not bad because, you know what, with my spouse, I've totally given him the permission to hurt me. Because how else can I like fully express myself or receive the expression of love if I cannot be vulnerable, if you see what I mean, but being aware of that and knowing that the responsibility and the power lies in my my hand makes me create like a healthy self-image of myself. And you know what I started by saying is work in progress because a lot of things, you know, have sort of impacted on how we see ourselves or our self-image and all of that. You know, I have a few questions. Can you stand to be loved? Can can you accept a compliment? When you're getting into a relationship, what exactly do you expect from that journey? A lot of people have n- no expectations at all. What do you expect of yourself? What do you expect of the other person? You need to be aware of all of these things if you're going to be fulfilled in this thing called love. What has stood against it like a self is self-image. You know, one of the self-images that's so destructive is feelings of unworthiness. You know, a lot of times some people say um, the key to loving is having a good, you know, having good self-esteem. But you know what? I, I, I heard of a very beautiful distinction between um, your self-worth, you know, and self-esteem. You understand? So self-esteem, I I'll, I'll dare say that self-esteem is not enough. I feel that self-esteem comes from the trappings of things that are external to us, what people might call our achievements. You understand? Because what you've achieved gives you um, a feeling of esteem, lifting, kind of, so to speak. And you know, it could be what you've achieved in life. It could be maybe the status of the family you came from. You know, or what people have told you over time, or you know how people have made you feel, or what you have achieved in terms of your financial or your material wealth, or you know your—if um, you—if you're looking at the the hierarchy of needs, you know you get to that point where self-achievement is really important. You've stood on platforms internationally or whatever, you know that is self-esteem. But there is some other. Deeper level called self worth, and I'm like a lot of people carry feelings of unworthiness, you know. And if you are in that place where you feel unworthy, is where people start to really question whether you know they deserve to even be alive. So a lot of people are in relationships, and because they feel that like they're so undeserving, so sometimes it's not even about them feeling like they're undeserving of this person. They just feel like they're undeserving. Period. So, like I said, your self-image it will inform everything around you. It will it will inform. (laughs) That is a reform. Yeah, it will reform. But first of all, it will inform how you see things it will inform how you define things it will inform how you respond to things it will inform all of that do you know what it will inform what attracts to you it will inform that as well you know myself and my spouse we have the Profound opportunity, and you know what? I really think it's an opportunity. We're grateful for it, we don't hold it lightly. We have the opportunity sometimes of talking to different people. We talk to couples sometimes, we talk to individuals, you know, and sometimes we are so taken aback at how even people with very different personalities, people with very different outlooks or worldviews about life who are in a relationship have preaching much like the same underlying values you know i'm talking about how your self image will attract certain kind of people to you yeah and so we look at these people and we're so starkly surprised by how these two people attracted each other and they have like the same values and sometimes it's sometimes negative values we're so surprised by it's like you know you would find that sometimes people are in a relationship and they both believe that when they're angry they should break things and we're always so shocked about gosh you know why do they both believe that you know i loved i i really do think and i know that this comes from my own values i think is one of the best things to do that when you're angry you start breaking things and you know what i do not say that lightly because for some people that is their mo what is the meaning of mo <laughs> if you know the answer send it to my email yeah so i i think that their mo i'm not going to give it away yeah their mo is that look once i'm angry i smash something and they don't think that there's anything wrong with that and then you find that two people who are in a relationship you would think that one of them would be a bit more reasonable but they both believe it guess what has happened each of them carry an image that has attracted the same kind of person to themselves do you understand what i mean so it's it's really 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 surprising that our self-worth is so important A wrong self-worth or a feeling of unworthiness is that one that is so deep that always tells you that there's something wrong with you. Some people always feel that there's something wrong with me. And you hear it come out of them. You see it in their behavior. You see it in their choosings, in the things that they choose, in their natural selection. I like to say, you know, they they choose the wrong things because they always feel like there's something wrong with them. And I just believe that, you know, some people who even try to reach for, you know, I was listening to somebody's very profound story where she was, you know, thinking to herself that, look, I'm unworthy. I'm unworthy of love. You know, I go to a party with my friends. Everybody's picked to dance. I'm not picked to dance. And because of that, I just feel like I'm unworthy. And then people grow with that mindset. And then when they're, you know, of age to get into, you know, proper relationships, then they start to think that because, you know, I'm unworthy, they fill up their lives with perfectionism. They try to say that, okay, okay. Do you know what? I'll keep trying and working hard at being perfect. So sometimes perfectionism is just a feeling of unworthiness inside you. And guess what? Sometimes it's just like that painful, painful mirage that you just never reach. Because, you know what? As soon as you think that you are perfect in any way, then you see the imperfections. You either see the imperfections in your look looks you see the imperfections in maybe your lifestyle or your eating habits or the way you respond to conflict or whatever you just see all those imperfections and then you keep striving and striving and you know what sometimes that is one of the leading causes of depression because guess what sometimes perfection can be a mirage you can only be as perfect as as god you know and there's certain kind of self-destructive perfectionism that he doesn't even expect of you, you know, that is not expected of you. So you keep striving, you know. Another thing that sort of speaks to feelings of unworthiness is the way the world is designed today. Advertisements, that thing that always tells you that, look, a perfect lady is an hourglass, you know. And if you can achieve hourglass, sister, get with it. Why not? If you can achieve that, do it you know it's it's good but do you know some people's bodies are just will just never be shaped like an hourglass because there are different body types you know and advertisement just tells you that that's what you should be sometimes education everyone is just like you know there was a time that i used to hear that you know um you know, if you if you have a first degree, that is common. If you have a master's degree, too many of you have it. You know, you have to head for a PhD. And at some point, I began to question, you know, why do, why do I want a PhD? Because there has to be a reason for it. So sometimes, as soon as you enter, oh, yeah, it was my one of my friends was telling me a fantastic story. She said, she said, to she's doing wonderful things, by the way, you know, but she said to me, she said, I I have a diploma, and then as soon as I get into a group of friends, the first thing they want to ask me is, "What's your educational qualification? You know, what's your highest qualification?" Every kind of form you feel trying to get a job or trying to get a loan or whatever seems to add that to the demographics and sometimes i'm asking myself what do they even need this information for you know but then everybody wants to check out your educational achievement or you enter into a room and you have something profound to say and you know there's something called um you know a profile nowadays and you're so you're giving this profile about yourself and they're like oh what is his or her profile you know and the moment you tell them that oh i have a diploma depending on the part of the world that you come from, half of the crowd just switches off and they're twiddling their terms like, oh my goodness, when is she or he going to get off the stage? And you know what? They end up missing your greatness, especially if you're somebody who really knows who you are or you have a very healthy self-image of yourself. So, you know what? That's another thing. Another one is parents. And you know what? Sometimes I'm guilty of it as well. We, we, We kind of, paint a picture to the parents or those kids who sort of grew up you know not having great grades in school and everyone that that kid that has wonderful grades in school and they happen to be siblings you know they come back home together and then one of them is celebrated and the other one is not celebrated i mean by all means please Push your children to, to achieve, push them to be the best version of themselves that they can be. And when you see a child that absolutely has potential, make sure that you push them to be all that they can be. But there is the self, there is the destructive part of that that we really have to watch out for. And some of us have really suffered from that where you feel like, oh, I I can't, I can't do maths because my dad told me I can't do maths. <laughs> Dads are like, why are we the ones being named? You know, that's because dads are the ones very notorious. Gosh, I'm just joking. Everyone, I'm joking. That was a joke. Okay. (laughs) Some dads are just fantastic. (laughs) That was a joke. No, it could be either parent. So sometimes parents just tell their kids that, you know, this is who you are. These are your limits. Because you don't have great grades in science, you would never be a doctor. But that is not true. It may not be, I know some of my, you know, and the one wonderful saying that I have is that you have no mates in life. Because I know a lot of my previous classmates, you know, who have really had great grades in school, but have not really made anything fantastic out of their lives. So it goes without saying that sometimes some of those things are are just not true. And then some of us, and my heart really goes out to this group of people who have sometimes suffered abuse or trauma. You know, sometimes those things are really debilitating in terms of picking yourself up from that place and moving forward. Sometimes some people had a healthy A seldi, seldi, seldi is not even a word, you know. A healthy self-image of themselves, and then they suffered some kind of abuse or trauma, and all of a sudden, that then now defines who they are, and all of that, you know. The other one is social media. While I really love social media and all that it can do nowadays, you know, I was telling somebody something. I was like, "Do you know that it's really interesting that." Sometimes you're celebrating your birthday, yeah? And all the people who love you, your family, your friends, your spouse, your children, they they wake up early, for instance, and they wish you a very hearty, happy birthday. And, you know, you just turn to Instagram, Facebook, and you're constantly checking how many likes you had or how many virtual birthday cakes and gift boxes you received and you know it just drives me off the wall because I'm just like this is not even a real gift. So a lot of people don't even know how to give gifts anymore because they just give you a gift on social media. I'll clink a glass of something on social media, you know, and puts a ribbon wrapped package that you never really received on social media. And then because you had a hundred thousand of those, you're feeling really loved when You know, your children threw their lovely little arms around you and told you happy birthday, mom or dad or happy birthday, my sister or brother or happy birthday, love. That's what I call my husband. I call him love, you know, and then because you didn't get a hundred thousand likes, you just feel unloved. And so this generation is just creating binging on what happens on social media. And they're not forming a healthy self-image of themselves. And that is really impacting on how they love themselves... Or defining for them how they love themselves. You know, you know, so... Some people just fear that, you know, if they don't... If they're not driving themselves up the wall with some of all these things... That kind of put a decay on a healthy self-image. They fear that maybe when they're satisfied with themselves... They will start being demotivated to grow. But I tell you, a healthy self image is literally the differentiating factor between what, how you're loved. So if you're looking for external love, that's all well and good. It's good to be loved. I love the flutterings of love, you know, and all of that. And it's a season for love and all of that. But you know what? The first place that it starts is you loving yourself. Being responsible for the things that happen around you. Because guess what? No one else can fix you. And that's why there are a lot of broken relationships. Because we're waiting for somebody else to fix us. We're waiting for somebody else to validate us. And when that validation does not come, we just all of a sudden feel so unworthy. We feel like we're not deserving of love. We're not deserving to be cared for. Another thing that we really, really need to take note of is what we believe. You know, because a lot of people, you need to work on your belief system. What do you believe? And that's why, guess what? Sometimes people are reaching out for love relationships, you know. And then you you hook up with somebody who believes something very different from you. But somehow, we've just come to deceive ourselves that... You know, it I, I feel it's a kind of self-deception that um we're we're gonna make it work somehow. Our difference we we're going to celebrate our differences. Guy, girl, there's some kind of differences that can just shatter you. You understand differences that come from values, deep values, they are irreconcilable for a lot of people, you know, who maybe are married and they end up in a divorce court. Sometimes they quote irreconcilable differences as the reason why they've broken up. But you know what? The reason for that is that they're just saying to the whole world, our values just do not match, (laughs) you know. And all of that what you are believing, your belief system leads to your actions and your actions lead to your outcomes I'm talking about self-loving today do you understand and your belief system you need to ask yourself once in a while you know I like to do this moments when I just sit down with myself some people never do that they never sit with themselves you know and when I'm sitting with myself One of the things I'm doing is that I'm asking myself questions. Questions are really, really important. You know, I ask myself questions like, okay, if I'm feeling this way at this moment, why am I feeling this way? And then I answer that question. And when I reach that question leads me to the next question. Okay. For this thing you're feeling and for why you're feeling it, what do you really believe? You know, that's why sometimes a lot of people get into relationships and this other person is doing their hardest job to love you, your imperfections and all, you know, and you are in that place where no matter what they tell you in terms of how much they love you, you just cannot believe it because you just feel that you're unlovable. That is your belief system. And so you act in weird ways because you just don't believe that you're lovable. And it's so damaging. It's so damaging. You know, it's, it's, it's a really, this journey of self-loving, you know, by the time I'm done with it, yeah, I feel like a lot of us are just going to realize that, you know what, I'm not looking for somebody to love me. So I will get somebody that will love me. And it will be a wonderful relationship. It will be meaningful because, like I said in the beginning, we're all made for loving. But you know what? It will be, first of all, me loving myself. So that, you know, some people just get to that point where they even decide that, look, I don't need anybody to complete me. And they they achieve all their greatness in in that, you know. And God wants us to be whole, I believe, you know. So when we do this, the next episode, I'm really going to, you know, delve into a few tips on how to um develop that love for yourself and how to cultivate it and how to fan it into flame and you know from time to time you need to do that self-reflection you need to look inwards if you're even feel because guess what you're going to attract who you are you will attract who you are whether you like it whether you believe it or not so cheers to your self-loving and see you soon now you know what you guys have just been great in terms of connecting in terms of giving me feedback you know it's i've just been loving every moment of it you know somebody said to me when she said she listened to the last episode or a part two on season she said i was just not in my head i was taking notes and i'm going to listen to it again and again and i really love that feedback so keep the feedback coming guess what we're on apple Podcasts. you may have realized that so just go to apple podcast search for yinka jibril all my platforms it's yinka jibril all that you can be lbd You know what? I like to say I love you all, but today I just want to give a special shout out to my producer, Dorothy Girl. I love you. Thank you so much for all that you do. See you all soon. (laughs)